Writing was an integral part of my English and social science curriculum when I was a teacher. When I gave my students writing assignments, I often modeled the process for them by doing a piece of writing on the same topic and sharing my final product with them. One Halloween, my students were given an assignment to write a scary story. Here is the story I wrote for that assignment. The Open Window, a slightly scary Halloween story. The night wasn't much different than other Halloween nights in the small north-central Wisconsin town of Manaqua. A few straggling trick-or-treaters could be seen far in the distance, enjoying one last opportunity to add candy to their bags. The rush and swirl of leaves down a nearly vacant street broke the dark silence. Low overhead clouds darted across the black sky, pushed along by the cold, gushing autumn wind. The two street lights directly in front of the boys were out, had been for quite some time. Darkness engulfed Eric and Marlowe as they slowly walked past the town's ancient two-story brick high school. The only light available to the two friends came from the quarter moon peeking through the clouds and the illumination showing through a huge open window of an upstairs classroom. Even that light was partially blocked by the ivy overgrowth that had long ago consumed the school's wall and windows. Hey, that's strange. It's almost 10 o'clock and someone is still at school, Marlowe blurted as he stared at the lighted, half-hidden second-story window. It must be the substitute janitor finish, finishing his rounds of cleaning, Eric responded. Yeah, you're probably right, but isn't it weird that no other school lights are on? Usually, the whole school is lit up until Mr. Mottarelli, our regular janitor, goes home around nine. I wonder what the guy is doing up in that room this late, Marlow thought aloud. Boy, he sure is a strange dude. Yesterday, I passed him in the hall and said hi to him. He just stared like he was angry or something and didn't say a word. I wonder why he's been working recently instead of Mr. Mottarelli. Eric, paying no attention to Marlowe, looked at the window for a few seconds and then responded, That's the old science lab. The door is always locked. I've heard stories about a murder that happened in there many years ago. My dad once told me about a Mr. Sherwood, the principal back in the early 1960s, who was found stabbed to death in that very room. It's been locked ever since, or so people claim. Marlowe also stared at the light coming from the lab window. The room was right next to his science classroom. He thought about his unfinished homework and how he had left his book in class in the rush to get home and prepare for the Halloween party. I need to get my science book, he finally said. Eric shot a quick glance at Marlowe and then at the window. No way. No, no, no. We are not going up there to get any book this time of night. Are you afraid? Marlowe mockingly asked. I'm going to get my book whether you come along or not. Without saying another word, Marlowe headed for the school entrance. Eric, not wanting to remain outside alone, reluctantly followed. The huge, rusty metal door creaked as a boy slowly pushed it open. Even though it was pitch dark inside, Eric and Marlowe knew their way to the stairs like they knew the back of their hands. After all, they were seniors and had entered school through the front door hundreds of times. They were inching along the wall, making sure to keep their hands on it when they heard a noise upstairs.
At first, it appeared to be a gurgling sound. Then came a short whimper, then silence. The boys reached the first step and froze. What was that? Eric whispered, trying to decide if he should turn and run. Oh, probably just the janitor cleaning the science rooms, Marlow answered. Hey, is anyone up there? Hello, is anyone upstairs? The answer that the boys hoped would come did not. Instead, a shuffling of feet and the scrapping of metal resounded from the second floor room. Hearts pounding, they continued up the stairs. As Marlow and Eric reached the top, they noticed the light protruding from the under, underneath the closed lab door halfway down the hall. They rushed to the door and called for the substitute janitor, but there was no reply. He's probably not in there, so let's get your science book and get the heck out of here. Eric's voice cracked as they entered the next door science classroom. Marlow grabbed the book from his desk and the boys hustled back down the hall, down the stairs and out the door. Outside, the cloudy skies had turned to drizzle. It was then that Marlow remembered he needed his calculator to complete his science homework. I have to go back to get my calculator. Why don't you just run home and I'll see you tomorrow? Are you sure you want to go back up there alone? Eric asked as he glanced at Marlow. Yeah, no problem. Go and I'll see you tomorrow at school. There's nothing to be afraid of. With that, Eric began running home and Marlow headed back into the school. He passed the lab, entered a science classroom, grabbed his calculator and left. As he entered the hall, he was startled by the figure of the janitor standing in front of the lab. Oh, hi, uh, Marlo managed to get out. I'm Marlo Martinez. I was at a Hall Halloween party and remembered I needed my science book and calculator. The janitor, fingering something behind his back, peered at Marlo and remained silent. Finally, Marlo repeated, um, Marlo Martinez, I had to get some school materials for homework. It was then that the janitor finally spoke. Are you here alone? Yes, my friend Eric was with me, but he went home. Well, I have a desk to move in the lab. Can you help me with it before you leave? Sure, Marlow hesitantly answered, sensing something was not exactly right. The janitor held the door for Marlow and followed him in. Then with a slight grin, he turned back and slowly locked it. Marlowe's heart beat wildly. What are you doing? he yelled. Well, you see, you're a very unlucky boy. I'm not really a janitor. I live in a nearby town, and my grandfather was a principal here many years ago. His name was Sherwood. You might have heard of him. He took me fishing and played catch with me. He was my best friend. Then one Halloween night, exactly 30 years ago, during the school carnival that used to take place here, he was killed in this very room. Whoever did it used a knife. The police found it on the floor. They never found his murderer, but the evidence suggested that it was some high school student. Now it's time for me to get revenge for my grandfather's death. With that, he reached behind his back and pulled out a large knife. The crazed man with the piercing eyes slowly moved toward Marlowe. With the door locked, Marlowe had no apparent options. Then he spotted the open window and rushed towards it. Marlowe got to the window a split second before the madman did. Marlowe didn't even have time to scream.
Thanks for listening to this edition of You've Got to Be Schmitten Me.